the Country 104 Weekly Roundup. It's going to be really busy, so as I always say, let's get this thing rolling. This week, we'll hear conversations with Dallas Smith, Brothers Osborne, Tebe, Chris Young, and Andrew Hyatt. On top of that, Carrie Underwood's husband is going to do a parody of one of her songs. We got bloopers, we got concerts and events, we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. Let's do this. We're going to start things off with Midland. Now, Midland are nominated for the CMA Awards happening next Wednesday in Nashville. Here's what they think about nominations and just country music right now for them in general. It's just been a celebration for us. We've been running at a million miles an hour, and it's just surreal. It's hard to process it, where we started and where we've come from to this stage. It's remarkable, and uh, we're just really having the time of our lives. Congratulations to Midland on their nominations. Wednesday, Carrie Underwood, Brad Paisley will be hosting. The Country 104 Concert Series continues. All right, it's a busy weekend. Here's what's happening. Tim Hicks, Tebe, Madeline Merlot, the Get Loud Tour comes to the Guelph Concert Theater and hits of the Blitz, some old school music at Old St. Paul's Anglican Church in Woodstock. If you're looking for hockey, the House of Green is going green as Budweiser Gardens host their green event when the London Knights face off against the Sudbury Wolves Friday night. Also Friday, the Woodstock Navy Vets have a tough battle. They host the Paris Mounties, who are just ahead of them in the standings. It's the annual Remembrance Day game Friday at Southwood Arena for the Vets. Uh, 7.45 start, as usual, at Southwood Arena. Saturday, November 10th, Santa Claus is coming to town. This weekend is the London Santa Claus Parade. Dundas Street at Egerton is where it begins, towards downtown, starting at 6 p.m. Saturday sees Dean Brody and the Dirt Road Stories Tour at the River Run Center in Guelph. And you can also take part in the Shindig Concert Series, presenting Buck 20 and Eric Etheridge at Cowbell Brewing Company in Blythe. Also Saturday, VegFest London at the Metroland Media Agriplex and the London Tequila Expo at Budweiser Gardens. Sunday, November 11th, Remembrance Day Ceremony in full effect, Woodstock, London, Ingersoll, Norwich, St. Mary's, Illerton, Thorndale, Lambeth, uh, Brantford, Hagersville, Kitchener, Waterloo, Guelph, Hamilton. You get the picture. There's a ceremony for you where you want to find it or near you. Uh, so please remember our veterans. For all this and more, you can go to country104.com. As you might know, Tim Hicks is out on the Get Loud tour with Tebe and Madeline Merlot. We're going to hear Tebe in a conversation we had earlier this week, a little later in the show. Right now, here's a previous conversation that we had with Tim about the tour itself. We're so happy with you and your successes and everything you got going on. Uh, let's give a shout out to Tebe and Madeline Merlot right now, who you're bringing Absolutely. along. Uh, did, were they chosen for you or did you get a hand in that one? No, no. That was, uh, yeah, I had a hand in that uh, completely because... It's it's really great when you go, can go out on the road with people that you like. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> Tebe and I, we go way back. Like our wives went to high school together, and I, I hung with him the very first time I went to Nashville. It's, it's been wonderful to watch his career take off. He's on fire right now with you know denim on denim, and you know who's going to love you. And Madeline, same thing. Like I met her way back before she was even signed to Open Road. Um, I still hang with her first producer, Dan Swinimer, a lot. And uh, and so it's been a pleasure to watch her career blow up. And I knew from the mo- moment I met her, I'm like, this girl's a star. So um, Canada's just starting to clue into that, that, that she is a star, and we are so lucky to have her on the scene. So it was a, it was a no-brainer to get her on the, on the gig with us. Clearly, everybody on this tour is really excited to be on it. And if you want that full conversation from Tim, just go to the Weaver blog under shows, 
at country104.com. The guys from Florida Georgia Line are nominated for a CMA Award this coming Wednesday, live from Nashville with uh, Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood hosting. And here's how they feel about their nominations and their country music family. We're always honored and humbled to be a part of these award shows and to be nominated, especially CMAs. We have so many memories that we've made there over the years, and uh, we were there before we were FGL, you know, watching and being fans. So it just really never gets old, to be honest. And to be nominated, kind of a continued validation, if you will, uh, just a nod of the hat from the industry and from our peers and from our fans. So it's going to be a great night. We're excited. And it's also always kind of like a little country music family reunion. So we'll get to see all of our friends and catch up a little bit. Really looking forward to the CMA Awards. And I'll tell you what, Brett Young is also looking forward to them. It's just like a family reunion when it comes to Brett Young and all the other country stars returning to Nashville. You forget that there's this whole country music family here in Nashville because you're never home. So to come home and to get that news and to get what I would call the nod from the country music family it's a real kind of coming of age thing for me. I remember my first award show two and a half years ago, freaking out, going, what am I doing here? I don't belong here. I don't know anybody. Nobody knows me. To two and a half years later being on a ballot like this, it's flattering in a completely different kind of way, validating in a different way, and it's just really special. It feels really good. Speaking of Brett Young, congratulations on his recent wedding. If you want to see pics of the groom and his longtime girlfriend, now his bride, uh, you can go to People Magazine. They've got the exclusives. Hey, big shout out to Dallas Smith and his default reunion. Their recuts, the six song EP they recently put out, sound awesome. And uh, Dallas was nice enough to pop into the studio this week uh, before his show at Budweiser Gardens with the band. Here's that conversation now. Dallas Smith in studio with us right now. He's got a show tonight in London, which we will talk about in a second. Uh, but while I got you, man, I got to say congratulations because you broke Shania Twain's record a couple weeks back yes. for most number ones by a Canadian country artist. That's pretty dumb, isn't it? Uh, well, no, I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> pretty Dallas cool. Smith, Shania Twain. They now share the same billing. So what I'm wondering is, when can I get tickets to see you for your residency in Las Vegas when it comes down the line? The question to you is, <laughs> when do I get that paycheck? Because <laughs> I am not on that level. <laughs> well, I thought it was pretty cool that the fans supported you so much. Side Dude. Effects obviously was a big record for you, same as the uh, first one you released on the countryside. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's, been a, it's been a real fun five, six years. And... Um you know, to see radio and fans and everybody behind me still after 18, 19 singles, something like that. It's, it's crazy, man. And, and, uh, yeah, we're getting back in the studio. We got a new single coming out in the 19th, 20th oh, or so this we're month. we're dropping news on us here. Yeah, man. I'm pretty excited actually about this one. It's, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, yeah, I think people are going to really dig it. I, I'm really happy about this one. And, uh, yeah. And then we'll, we'll see what goes on next year. Got a little glimmer in your eyes about that one. Is it a new direction or something? Or what are you no, thinking here? No, not, not really. I just, I'm a real big fan of this song. I, okay. I, I, I'm excited for people to hear it. I think they're going to dig it. And uh, yeah, and we're going to have, uh, I'll head into the studio in December and record some more songs. So we'll have an EP out in the spring. Are you all. thinking album? So I kind of liked what you guys were doing with Sean for a bit there, where you were just picking one specific track and just putting out the best you could. I didn't know if maybe that was the way you were going to go. Yeah, too. we're just, yes, yeah, so we make them like you. And then, uh, the next one, uh, called diamond in a rhinestone world is what it's oh, called. We've uh, got a name. Yeah. Beauty. And, um, yeah, it's gonna be part of an EP coming out in the spring. So we're going to, yeah. I don't know. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's focus on what you're enjoying right now. I mean, that's in the future right now. Right now, uh, you're you're reliving the past, man. But it's got to be nice to walk down memory lane a little bit. It is. It is. I spent uh, more time in the last two two months with the default guys than I have in the last ten years. So it's um, it's been a lot of laughs, a lot of catching up, a lot of reminiscing. Um, yeah, it's been it's been great to play those uh, you know those songs. I, of course, I play wasting my time on my own thing. I do now, but yeah, um, it's great to play that song with the guys and just the other ones like Deny and you know. Count on me and 
It's been fun, man. Been Absolutely. Really yeah. and, and to me, those are like some of the songs from my youth, so I'm really excited to see them live in person. And it, it's weird, right? Because I think everybody can relate. Not everybody will, will be able to relate to your experience of playing music with these guys after so many years, but people can relate to the experience of, man, I haven't seen you in over a decade or two decades. It's just nice to catch up. You know yeah, I mean? man. And, and we've all, we've all kind of grown up and we're all doing different things and better at what we do. And, and uh, so it, how default looks now is very, very fresh um, from what it was when we were ending. Songs sound um, fresh. Good, good job on the recut. Yeah, thanks, man. It was yeah. fun. It's nice to take some of those old songs, like that that recording of wasting my time, like my vocals on that. The song did so well and it's so good, and I still play it stuff. But I hate my vocal take on that song. Really, man. I hate I it. I never would have guessed that. It was like my second time in the vocal booth, dude. Like I so inexperienced. Don't don't take this the wrong way, but I would have <clears> thought <throat> out of that song, you would have hated your haircut in the video more. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had more of it, man. So I, I'm totally a fan of hey, that you're haircut. The choir, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just thought it was cool that you went back and recorded them. I was a fan of Count. I mean, you know what's funny on the show for the last week or two? Every time uh, I talked about you coming up tonight with Default. And, and the shows you've got in the region, uh, I'd say, okay, so Count On Me was 2005. And back in 2005, like, the OC was just taking off. And this show was on television. Like, like Finding Nemo had just come out. Yeah. Man, we're the blast of yeah, the past, we're old. Eh? I know, yeah, so, yeah. So uh, why now? And specifically, not even about getting the group back together, because that's just, you know, let's hang out with the boys. Uh, you're popular. It's a good time to strike. But why this tour with Seether and uh, Stone Temple Pilots? <sighs> Man, it, it, was, it came up in the spring, um, the idea of doing something like this uh, for my agent, Nick, who's in the room here. And uh, yeah, it just came to, it just, as the summer came on and came together, it, it, this, this tour came together and it's not something you say no to, especially with, um, I'm a big fan of Seether. Uh, I think they're a massively underrated rock band. I think they're great. Um, and STP, I got a funny story, like a full circle moment story with that, with that band is... Like I never sang in front of anybody as a kid, uh, even through my teenage years. It was always in the car or wherever I was, right? Yeah. Alone. And uh, I, how default formed was that I just wanted to get over the fear of singing in front of people. So I went over to those guys, the garage that they rehearsed in, um, and sang Plush by Stone Temple Pilots. What? After a couple drinks, just kind of whatever. Yeah. And, um, and then a year and a half later, we had a US record deal and things started moving. And <clears throat> yeah, so to be able to bring the band back together and play on that tour. on that bill with Stone yeah. Temple Pilots it, it couldn't really get any more first full circle than that wow and I can imagine you singing that song because I remember that song when I was a kid it was huge it was killer huge right great song yeah. great song Comes from on the that radio era man. that thing up absolutely right? yeah. yep. well good for you man we're really happy for you uh, both on the countryside and on the rock side nowadays nice, man. Uh, thanks for popping in brother thanks good to see you yeah good to see you well it didn't work out last week but luckily we were able to get Tebe on the phone this week to talk about his experience with Tim Hicks and Madeline Merlot on the Get Loud Tour here's that conversation for you now I did, man. I can't believe uh, Tim was able to keep that secret from me. You know, it was it was really really cool. We uh, not to ruin it for your listeners or anything if they're coming to a show, but we we end up doing a song together at the end of the night, and Tim uh, Tim surprised me with a gold with a gold record for for denim. It was really really cool. Now I read that you didn't think that anybody would be able to surprise you. Like normally nobody can. Is that what is that what the truth is? Yeah, it's pretty hard. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, all hands on deck all the time when it comes to my career. So it's really, really hard to uh, to get one up on me. But I mean, they did it, which is uh, really, really hard to do. So I was really impressed. I, f I find it impressive that you're so hands on in your career that you can't be surprised. I think that's important in today's age to know exactly what's going on with every avenue and every facet of your game. 
Absolutely. I just like to know what's going on, man. I like to have my hands in it. You know, everything from the, the designs on the T-shirts that we sell to, to, uh, to, you know, to radio visits and talking to folks like yourself. Uh, I just like to really, really be involved because this is, you know, this is my business. This is what we do for a living. So you started in Toronto last week. You're out on the East Coast now. What's been the vibe so far? Just describe the tour in your words. Oh, it's been great. I mean, the crowd's have been awesome. And, you know, I always say the cool thing about this tour is that we all genuinely really enjoy each other's company. Um, I, you know, I've been friends with Tim Hicks for a really long time. Madeline Merlot, I've known her for several years and we all get along great. Um, because when you're out on a tour for over a month, you know, you do become a family, one big family and, and being out here with them, it's been nothing but fantastic every single night. Now, I found out something from you, or about you, I should say, uh, from Tim Hicks last week. So I was talking to Tim last week, and I said, hey, you've got Tebe, you've got Madeline out with you. It seems like it would be an excellent opportunity to do a lot of writing on the road. And then Tim said something about the fact that Tebe doesn't really write on the road. Is that true? I, I don't. Uh, I don't know why that is. I, I think it's because I have two small kids at home, and any extra second that I get, I use, I use it to nap. <laughs> ah, nice, smart when man. I, when I'm out on the when I'm out on the road, and th- I mean, is that, and also the fact that I think I have an Xbox addiction. Um, oh. <laughs> You're, yeah. one of the, you're one of the few guys in the world that owns an Xbox like me. I'm an Xbox guy, and everybody always says, oh, I got PlayStation. You and I should be Xbox friends. We could play online all the time. Hey, man, come on out to one of the shows, and you can come up on the bus, and we'll play some, uh, we'll play some Xbox. Okay, what are you playing right now? What's the addiction that's got you right now? See, I'm, playing, uh, I'm doing Red Red Redemption 2 right now. See, I'm more into the, uh, the sports games. Oh, got, nice. Um, NHL 2019, we got uh, football. We, we have Call of Duty as well, but uh, on the bus, the guys tend to gravitate towards the sports games. So uh, I'd say FIFA and hockey are number one. Got it. Got it. Okay, back to the writing for a second, though. I'm just surprised because on the road, there's a vibe. There's a party kind of fun thing, and it just blew my mind that you hadn't really done that before. And you know what? So I actually brought it up with Brothers Osborne, who we were hanging out with this past week. They tell me the same. They don't normally necessarily write a lot of songs on the road. It's when they're back home and they're relaxed. Do you find that normal across the game, or or is everybody kind of different? I think everybody's different. I mean, I'm not opposed to writing songs on the road. I just think uh, it takes it takes a couple of weeks to kind of get in the groove of being on a tour. There's a lot going on all the time. Um, so it's just finding your moments uh, in the day. Because once things get going, it's kind of like clockwork. But you gotta you got to get to that place in the tour. Um, so I'll probably end up writing a little bit out on the road, but, but not a ton, to be honest with you. One final thought on the tour here. Uh, let's talk about Noble North and the new era caps that are available only on the Get Loud Tour. Dudes, those, those hats look great. Really nice. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I think we've got some really, uh, really sick lids for sale on this tour. Uh, I ended up teaming up with, as you said, a local Canadian company called Noble North and New Era, uh, which is you know probably the biggest hat maker in the world. Um, and yeah, we made these custom Tebe lids, flat brim lids for the tour and, and people really seem to be digging them. So I'm, I'm excited to have, uh, something a little bit different at the merch table every night. Well, I've always known you as a guy who, who liked his headwear. Like I'm a hat guy. I've noticed you are, you've always got Raptors caps on and stuff like that. So this partnership really spoke to me for you and just, you know, it made a lot of sense. And I think your listeners and your fans will agree. Yeah, absolutely. I've never, I've never really had hats available um, at the merch table. You know, we kind of just, you know, usually have the staples like tank tops and shirts and stuff. And 
when this opportunity presented itself, I mean, not only to partner with Noble North, but also New Era. I mean, New Era makes some really, really high-quality lids. Um, so when the opportunity came along, I jumped on it, and yeah, so hopefully some of your listeners are coming out to the show. They can they can cop one of those uh, those new lids. Yeah, and if any listeners are listening, I'm actually wearing a new era cap right now. It's a little dirty, uh, so feel free to grab one for me too. <laughs> all right, all right, uh, Tebe, you've got a. <laughs> uh, you've got a, uh, the new single You touched on it earlier I'd really like to ask you About uh, the success of Who's Gonna Love You Was it expected on your end? Did you know you had magic when you put that out? I didn't you know, I almost didn't even record that song I mean, Who's Gonna Love You Was written probably Three and a half or four years ago uh, If I'm honest uh, you know, I write a lot of songs when I'm at home in Nashville And, and that one kind of it almost fell through the cracks. I mean, I was in the studio about a year ago starting to work on this new project, and my producer brought up that song. Uh, I don't know how he heard it. Maybe it was in a list of songs or a pile that we'd had from a couple of years ago, but he's the one that uh, suggested we record that song, and um, it's, it's been a big hit for us, man. It's really, really cool to watch uh, to watch a song connect with the listener and the lyric of the song and there there seems to be a lot of people that are saying man that is my relationship that is you know um my relationship with my significant other and uh, i think that's why it's doing so well for us i found it an interesting recording because the lyrics can be taken in so many different ways and i just thought it was uh i won't i won't say daring but i thought it was a uh, you know uh, uh strong of you to, to choose that and to put it out and and i agree it's kind of cool just to watch a song take the life of, the, of its own yeah, I mean, I, I, I love pushing the envelope. I love stepping outside the box. I really don't want to release, you know, what I would call, uh, you know, anything that's vanilla. I really just want to take chances. And I'm glad that all my friends at Country Radio across the country have embraced um, me being able to step out of the box a little bit and kind of take some chances with this new music and so far, so good. We'll see what happens with the uh, with the next couple singles. Well, I was going to say, yeah, you put out a six-song EP, uh, Love a Girl. You're two in. You've got a gold record for the first one. The second one's top five in Canada right now. What are you going to do as an encore? What what single are you looking at? Oh, man, I don't know. I think we're going to head into the studio here um, probably before Christmas and just cut a couple songs. There's some stuff that I've written over the last, um, last couple months that I'm really, really excited about. Again, just trying some different things. Uh, uh, called Band on Her T-Shirt that's got a 100% reggae vibe, which I'm really, really excited about. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, just just taking chances, having fun, you know, and and uh, and I'm looking forward to what we've got coming down the pipe. I think we've got some good music coming, and hopefully the listeners will uh, will be feeling it. Yeah, not only did we just talk about uh, some music that's already out, but we just got the tease. I love it, and I appreciate that. Hey, uh, just to wrap things up, I know I'm taking time, and you're on the road, and we appreciate that. How about our Raptors, buddy? Did you watch the game last night? Did you see any of that Lakers beatdown? You know what? I didn't. And the, the one bad thing about being on this particular tour bus that we've got is this bus is, uh, is from the state. So I don't get any Canadian television. I don't get Sportsnet. There's no TSN. It's all, uh, it's all ESPN and stuff like that. And we all know that the Raptors don't get a ton of uh, television time. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it sucks, man. I wasn't able to, uh, to check out the game, but... Um, hopefully as the tour goes on, I'll be able to find sports bars where I can check out the Raptors and all that good stuff. Have you caught any of the games this season? Are you familiar with the butt-kicking the Raptors are laying on opponents right now? I have, man. It's a really, really good time to be a Raptors fan. 
And uh, I'm going to try to get you out to a game, man. Uh, one of my really good friends uh, is an executive at MLSE, and, uh, and I get Raptors ticket hookups all the time. So hopefully we can, uh, we can find some time to go to a game. Well, the I would love to accept. The only time uh, that you ever offered before, and I was really appreciative of it, you called me like three hours before the game in the middle of the show. This, this time, give me like more than 15 minutes heads up, and I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> I know. And sometimes, sometimes the tickets come in super last minute. I remember, I remember that. I'm like, dude, come, I got playoff tickets. Come on, let's go. Oh, yeah. And I'm on the radio. I'm like, you find someone else. <laughs> I'm looking forward to reliving the moment on Facebook because I remember posting on Facebook like, oh, so your favorite basketball team ever has a playoff game that's more important than anything to you. Tebe calls with tickets and you stay at work. Like, oh, I'm looking forward to reliving that this year on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, dude, you're great. And uh, we get to see you pretty soon. You and Tim uh, and Madeline, you went out. You started in Ontario, went out east. You're on and your way back here. What do you want to say to fans who are uh, who are coming out to these shows or thinking about buying tickets? here what do you got to say to people about this tour man you know what it's a really really good time i mean not only does tim hicks rock really really hard but uh you know i think myself and madeline uh we bring a little something extra to the to the show as well every night and we've been really lucky to have a bunch of songs on the radio the last couple years that people are going to know and be able to sing along to if they come out to a show so I, i definitely think it's money well spent and, um, and I'll tell you this, we truly appreciate each and every person that comes out and supports the tour, uh, supporting Canadian country music. Um, this is what we do for a living. So when you spend your hard-earned money to come out and watch us play, we, we really, really appreciate it. Find a little more from Tebe, as always, at country104.com on my blog. Dirk's Bentley tickets for Hamilton with Tennille Towns and John Party are on sale now. It's a leg of the Burning Man tour, but this part doesn't have Brothers Osborne. Now, the reason for that... His brothers Osborne have been out doing their own thing, and they just wrapped up their Canadian tour with the final show at London Music Hall in London. Lucky, lucky me, I know, not trying to rub in your face, just saying, feeling pretty good about this one. Brothers Osborne let me on the tour bus, and here's what we had to talk about. Uh, live on the tour bus with Brothers Osborne. Again, brothersosborne.com. Current record is Port St. Joe. Uh, TJ, just want to thank you again for uh, talking with us a couple weeks back before yeah. the Canadian ride started. Uh, John, just to fill you in, we talked a little politics. We talked about the record. We talked about the UK thing. Cool. Uh, so I want to start this one a little lighter. So <laughs> so where on this tour bus are the jet skis that you got from Dirks? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. Uh, you know the, the jet ski, uh, we actually just picked them up. We, we uh, What was the last show we played before we went back home? I believe it was uh, in Winnipeg. Winnipeg. And then we uh, cruised back to Nashville for a few dates uh, and picked up our jet skis then. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny, we're picking up our jet skis right as it's getting really cold. So I instantly picked it up <laughs> and put it in the garage. It'll stay there until next summer. <laughs> so in that regard, uh, this is the last date in Canada. So this tour wraps. Do you have to get a tour present today for your tour mates on this run here well no, there won't be a jet ski that's the, <laughs> uh, but we'll get them a little something we usually try to you know it's it's almost like letting someone in, into your home or into your party it's like you you want to bring them something some sort of like gift and offering but um you know usually we'll find like a good bottle of whiskey a good bottle of wine yeah. and we'll actually go a long way yeah when, you know and, and we're actually this is the last day we're playing uh in this can this canada run uh, and Wild Feathers, we, we'll be wrapping it up with us tonight. Uh, but we we pick up back up with them at the beginning of the year on some of our dates uh, through the U.S. So we'll see them again, and at the end of that, we'll get them we'll get them something nice. But now, speaking of jet skis and stuff, uh, my friend Kendra asked me: Are Brothers Osborne the type of guys who name things like cars and guitars and jet skis? Like I, had I don't a- really give them names. They they t- uh, things take on like just uh, they'll they'll be like a. Uh, 
you know, like uh, you have an old car, but it's a Buick Electra 225, and they call them Deuce and a Quarter, and I just call the car the Deuce, uh, which is weird because it's also, that's slang for something that is not apparently I'm just talking talk about on the radio but, sounds like uh, it runs great yeah. or like I have a guitar my electric guitar I play is is uh, call her, it's just called Goldie we'll call her Goldie Han sometimes but it's just uh, so know, it's not about naming something it's about the, the guitar or the item or a little slang for it or, or personality like yeah, yeah thing exactly, yeah. exactly that's interesting cool uh, so uh, uh, this tour ends today in Canada then you guys are down in Chicago yeah. and if I have the, the dates right there's kind of a little break around Thanksgiving am I right on that you guys get yeah, to go home correct. yeah yeah, 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 for a couple of days. Yeah. We try to take some time off for Thanksgiving. You know, it's a great time of year. You know, you get to stuff your face and watch football, which is always great. Um, but every year we have, for, I don't know, maybe 15 years now, we've had um, a thing at the house called the Misfits Thanksgiving. And we did it really early on, back when, you know, we just had day jobs and we were all broke uh, musicians. And we would invite everyone over to the house uh, to partake in uh, Thanksgiving that couldn't afford to go home or they didn't have time to go home. We would invite everybody, and it started out with like seven or eight people, and it's worked its way up to like 30 plus. And uh, we try to, you know, all the people that are missing their families, we try to, you know, bring them into our family for the day and celebrate Thanksgiving with them. That's really cool. And in doing so, have you learned, have you taken any traditions that they brought to you by doing that? Uh, well, I mean, not really, it's not really a tradition other than the fact that we, we cook a turkey, but yeah, there's a lot okay, of... There's a lot of just so everyone brings stuff over, and I, the biggest thing is just us uh, just getting together and having a good time. Yeah. And the one thing that we do, we kind of go around the table, and everyone says something they're thankful for, and it could be short or, or, or long, doesn't matter. And, and it is a nice thing to kind of our lives go so fast, and it's nice for us to kind of slow down for a minute and yeah. be able to, to catch back up with one another. And it's nice that you were able to build that break in before you go overseas too because UK is pretty much like you know a week or two afterwards or something like That's that. That's right. right? Yeah. yeah, we pick right back up and head over the, to the UK which everyone's apologizing for the weather up here and I'm like, man, it's <laughs> it's cold it's cold and rainy there all the time. Yeah, so yeah. Right, right, right into it. So it's nice that your band has got the reach that you can go so far in your travels and people yeah, still amazing. know you, right? right. Have you, we kind of talked a little bit about how, how country music fans uh, are different in some ways geographically. Where do you guys find like that you are the most popular? Is that a weird question to ask? Do you uh, find a certain amount of support somewhere? It's uh, it's strange, you know. I, in Canada and probably in, in the world, one of the um, one of the places that we we're most successful is the Vancouver area. Mm. When we had our headline tour a couple of years ago, um, you know, we sold tickets and. Vancouver is a place I think we'd only played one time with Eric Church. Um, we were like first of three. It was very, very early on. And it was the first place we sold out, and we had to do two nights when we did our headline tour. And it was kind of wild. There are other markets where we hit multiple times and we couldn't sell out. So it's, it's really unpredictable. But um, as, as a good like kind of rule of thumb, the further you get away from Nashville, it seems like the better the, the, the crowds are, simply because the closer you get, the more music they get. Because... Early in your career, you want to hit the surrounding states. Anywhere within six hours is like every weekend they get a different country act. So I think they're just kind of, it's just they're kind of spoiled, you know. They yeah. get it all the time. But when you come all the way out here, I'll come all the way out to Canada. You go as far west as Vancouver. They're hungry for it, and, uh, and they go nuts. And then this UK trip coming up in a few weeks, um, they go batshit crazy out there for that stuff really eh? yeah yeah it's gotta be nice to know too that you're popular enough that people dress up like you as halloween right? <laughs> yeah i know that's the scariest halloween costume you could possibly i thought he did a great job like st- like literally <laughs> austin powers mini me type stuff right it was great. <laughs> yeah, that uh that same kid actually the first year we got nominated for a, gr- a grammy and we didn't we didn't win that year we haven't, we haven't won one yet but um we came back and he and we played this little radio show and 
and he came up on stage and he put an award up there, but it said it was his uh, his Grammy award, which had his grandmother a picture of his grandmother <laughs> on it. So he was giving us <laughs> that a is Grammy. Adorable, I mean, man. It was adorable. incredibely adorable. I didn't realize you had known him from show, beforehand. Well, we didn't realize that yeah. until afterward, and John was we're like, what? wait, that's the kid that had the Grammy, <laughs> uh, who dressed up as John, and really now he's great. famous. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That is awesome. Uh, so let's talk about the song. I guess shout out to you guys for having a great single out now, and shout out to Whiskey Riff for recognizing they had you guys at three this week. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember me before yeah, you, yeah, right? That's pretty yeah, awesome. That's very awesome. That's very awesome. Yeah. Tell me about the song, and I'm interested as a fan. Uh, it's was it tough to write because it's it's like there's a reveal at the end with the chorus. Like the, the first two times, is it two or three that you sing the chorus? Right. You're you're missing that before you, right? right. Is it tough right. to make the song work when you put it together like that? Uh, while, while words are missing, or the originally that was titled at the end of every chorus, uh. and it kind of got to the point by the time you got to the third chorus there really was no it was like it was kind of like you know okay I get it I already know what you're about to say there was no there was there wasn't a reveal and and uh, actually our producer Jay Joyce brought up the idea of of just trying to maybe hold that title to the end Uh, and John and I instantly were like man we think that's brilliant and um, and I love that it does you have to wait to the end of the song to get the final payoff? I think that's the. It's a great part of it. Thank what, you. What does is, what is Jay bring to the table for you guys? Um, Jay is obviously an incredible uh, producer, engineer, musician. He's an incredibly creative person, and the whole. I mean, we have the ability to produce, you know, our own record if we wanted to. But the reason you bring someone else on board is because they offer a, a, a fresh perspective that you could never come up with. And Jay is just a, a well of endless create, creative things. And he's really abstract with the way he approaches stuff. Um, it's easy to go safe, you know, and he wants to go the opposite of safe. And we trust him implicitly. Sometimes we do things where we're like, I don't know why we're doing it this way, <laughs> but you trust him. And then the end product is always incredible. And uh, But he keeps you on your toes. I feel like, you know, the second that you think you have him pegged, um, he's going to flip the script on you and do something completely different, and which is great for us because we take away so much from those uh, th- from the recording process. And down the line, is there something that you you might have been challenged with but didn't get right that you'd like to do again or try again, or maybe something that you haven't tried that you'd, you'd really like to bring into your music? Like um, maybe maybe it's a horn section or something like that one day. Or I you mean on stuff that we've recorded already? Well, no, just thinking ahead type thing. Is yeah, there something you'd all, like to challenge going yourself? Going ahead, with? yeah, we always. I mean, that's the, we don't want to repeat ourselves. You yeah. know, you want to always grow, but you want to still retain what it is that makes uh, you you. Um, but absolutely, going on to our third record, we're already starting to piece songs together for that. Oh and, wow! And we want to go somewhere uh, different than where we have on the, on the last two. Uh, and it probably won't be horns, but uh, you know, I think the biggest thing is just getting in there uh, and just really. I mean, in Nashville, one thing I love about Nashville is that. It's really, uh, really geared around the song, and so we'll get in there and we'll write some really good songs, strong lyric songs, and uh, and then the production stuff. Uh, we, you know, you can always move a song in so many different directions if it's written well. So um, that's what we're doing right now. I, I'm almost. I got to be out of time, but uh, you've you've totally uh, piqued my interest on that. How does one start to put together a record when you're on the road so much? Like it must mean you're writing on the road. Uh, yeah, yes and no. It's hard. I mean, we don't really write on the road that often. It's mm-hmm. some people are good at it. We just haven't had. Oh, I've spoken to many that are one way or the other. Yeah, some, I, some I people just don't like flat for out. For me we're, personally, we're songs yeah. off a record. Yeah, but for the most part, for me, just me personally as a, as a writer, as a creative person, um, 
it's almost like two different parts of the brain and I have to turn one off to turn the other one on interesting um, and I mean we, you know, like you said we obviously have written a couple songs but I personally don't find it easy um, so we do it when we're at home a lot and you know when you're at home all you want to do is just relax and chill out but you also know that you have to get songs because you don't want it to be two months out from your record and then you're out of, you don't have any songs ready yeah and then you're rushing to get it. So you just kind of do it when you're home. And over the course of two years, hopefully, I mean, it sounds easy, but it's not. Hopefully you have 10 to 15 songs that you think are worthy of putting the record together. And, you know, but the last thing you want is to have to come up a week, you know, have it be a month out and you have to record your next record and you have like five songs that you want to record. So you want to be as prepared as possible. As always, we could talk music all day, but you guys got a show to do. Yeah, thanks man. so much. Hey. Brothers Osborne, we're live on the bus right now. Final message for fans, guys. Uh, just uh, thanks for being up here in Canada, guys. Yeah, absolutely. God, this is amazing that we had to come up here and feel right at home. And the crowds have been out here since early today, freezing their tails off to come in here. And it's just, it's wild that we get to come up here and play a sold out show in, a, in a, n- another town and another country. It's awesome. Great to see you. Come back soon, boys. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. Thanks for everything. It's awesome. Let's talk now about Zach Brown Band. Okay, I didn't know, I, I don't know if you know this, but this past week or so, Mickey Mouse was celebrating his 90th birthday. And Zach Brown Band were there for the party, and they played The Jungle Books, Bare Necessities, and as you can imagine, it was awesome. Bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean, the bare necessities, that's why a bear can rest at ease. Now when you pick a pawpaw or a prickly pear and you prick a raw paw, well next time beware. Don't pick a prickly pear by the paw. When you pick a pear, try to use the claw. But you don't need to use the claw when you pick a pair of the big pawpaw. Have I given you a clue? Thanks, Baloo. Zach Brown Band, The Bear Necessities, is now my favorite version. I've been thinking about it for a couple days. It's my favorite version over Bill Murray in the live Jungle Book uh, adaptation a couple uh, years ago. Don't forget, Dan and Shay, uh, a couple of weeks back with Chris Young, were in London at Budweiser Gardens. And if you heard uh, anything about that day, you'd know that Dan and Shay had a bit of a bus problem. Uh, short story, they were in a bit of an accident. The bus was damaged. They were waiting in Buffalo for a mechanic and didn't arrive to the show until just moments before they stepped on stage. Awesome when the crowd just had that energy and Dan and Shay were just pumped because we made it, you know what I mean? And uh, the crowd was definitely ready to sing along with this song.
Talk about high notes. I, I can't do that for the life of me. Uh, Dan and Shay, absolutely magical that night with Chris Young. And uh, thanks to everybody that showed up. Old Dominion and Thomas Rhett going to be big parts of the CMA Awards live from Nashville this Wednesday night with Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood hosting. They're always a great team. Uh, Thomas Rhett is pretty excited about the nominations. I put together all these clips of him talking about them uh, from the last week. It's shocking every time, honestly, because every time these award shows roll around, I'm just like, I mean, are we going to get nominated for anything? And then when you get three, you're just, it's, it's the craziest feeling ever. I think besides being nominated for Entertainer of the Year, I feel like album is the pinnacle because it's not just being nominated for a song or a performance or a video. It's being nominated for an entire project and so much work that no one ever knows about goes into making an album, whether it's picking the songs, writing the songs, recording them, doing 12 photo shoots to find the right smile for an album cover and then album art and all that kind of stuff. For the CMA to recognize that amongst those other records that I have listened to over and over again, it really is a special thing for that album to be nominated for that. I have no words. I just feel very, very blessed. It feels like yesterday that we would get nominated for Best New Artist and lose every time. And so these awards are crazy. And then just the company that we keep in these awards or in these categories are crazy as well. Thomas Red, super nice guy, right? You know, he's just going to be all smiles at that award show. Uh, let's talk about Andrew Hyatt now. We're going to actually hear a conversation from Andrew that we had earlier this week when he appeared in Brantford with Dean Brody for the Dirt Road Stories Tour. But we're going to hold that off just a second. We'll play it after our third spotlight of the week. It's Andrew's new single, My Kind of Crazy, on the Top 30 Countdown.
There's Andrew Hyatt, my kind of crazy, our final spotlight of the week on the Top 30 Countdown. That's from the record Kane. Andrew was uh, talking about that song and a lot more on the Dirt Road Stories Tour with Dean Brody this week. Uh, here's what we had to talk to Andrew about the day of the show in Brantford at the Sanderson Center. Joining us by the phone on the road right now is Andrew Hyatt. AndrewHyattMusic.com is the official website. Find him on Twitter, Andrew Hyatt Band, and on Instagram as the or the Andrew Hyatt. Uh, buddy, you're uh, playing the Dirt Road Stories Tour with Dean Brody, uh, Brantford tonight. Uh, <laughs> but I got to say, uh, I was laughing at your Instagram post the other day where you made it seem like it, look, it was like a comedy show. <laughs> so how's the comedy show going? Yeah, yeah, it's been great, man. You know, this new NBC special we've been shooting, uh, it's great. It's great. A little bit of music, a little bit of comedy. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> I howled when I saw that post on Instagram, and it kind of does look like it's supposed to be a comedy show with that red uh, curtain behind you and whatnot. It's, it looks awesome. Yeah, it also screwed up our plan to wear matching red velour jumpsuits. So it's <laughs> yeah, really... Yeah. It's really thrown us for a loop. <laughs> How has it been, though? You've been on the road for just a little bit of time right now with Dean, and uh, what's the reception been like from fans? been great man you know uh the nice thing about this tour is that we get to tell the stories behind the songs which you know in a full band show we don't always have time to do that so it's uh it's been great man people have been really receptive and i feel like we're connecting with people in a way that we don't usually get to so fantastic yeah i really like the format i gotta give you guys kudos for uh for being open enough to do this kind of thing to just get up there and talk in front of people it's not necessarily what you do like you get up there and you sing all the time and you know the words but to talk and just free form it has got to be a little more difficult yeah man it makes you feel a little bit naked but that's okay yeah, no doubt. I mean, you're used to being naked. Hello, London, just like the time you yeah. came to the CCMAs, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah there, there was that one time. Yeah. <laughs> that one, and I'm never going to let you live it down. Uh, you know what? Uh, it's kind of cool. I'm a little bit jealous of everybody that's seen the show so far because uh, I want to talk to you so much about Kane, and I, I'm assuming you're playing some tracks from the new record on this on this tour. Yeah, we are, man. We've kind of mixed the... Uh couple of the the singles in with a couple of the songs that are off Kane and a couple off of uh something else that we got cooking as well so it's it's been it's been nice to kind of see the reaction and see people singing along to them all right well i'll ask you about uh, what you got cooking in just a second but let's talk about Kane. i haven't had a chance to tell you man it sounds amazing thank you so much yeah we you know we we worked really hard and we we went in in the middle of uh tour season and you know, made a record, and I'm super proud of it. And super excited about all the songs that are on it, and uh, it's been, you know, luckily for us, it seems to be connecting, and and uh, we're kind of watching streams go up, and we've got the single at radio right now, and very excited about that. I like it because it's you, even though you're taking some different steps on it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we we really focused on this one, um, just to make sure that all of the songs had a message that I connected with or that were very much who I am. I, I mean, I feel like I passed on a lot of great songs that were pitched because um, there was a lot of songs that came in and a lot of songs that were written. And, and we just said, what is the best song, number one? And then of those, we whittled it down to what is actually saying something? Because a lot of songs can be great, but they're just a little bit fluffy. And I feel like on this record, everything is, uh, we cut the fat. So... I think you did a great job doing that. Six songs, and they're all great. Uh, starting with Time for Loving You, man. As soon as that, as soon as that beat drops in that song, you had me hooked for the rest of the record. I really digged it. I thought Heaven Guessing could have been a single. How did you settle on My Kind of Crazy to be the single? Uh, you know what? We just, it, it felt the most, uh, 
the most different, but also the most like me out of all the songs. I just that song kind of feels like coming home a little bit for me. So, um, you know, I just thought it was beautiful and it, it's really eloquent lyric and uh, very poetic. And we just wanted to try something different. I've never done something that's as stripped down as that song uh, for radio. So we'll see. We'll see what people think, right? No, I agree with you. You've always got to be trying different things. You, I mean, you've got to be in your wheelhouse, but you got to go a little bit outside the lines from time to time to, to show people that you're trying. That's it, man. I, I just, my, you know, the last thing I want to do in life is just constantly put out, uh, you know, the same, the same song over and over and over again. So, Well, we appreciate what you're doing, man. Kane sounds great. For those who don't have it, pick it up. Uh, we got you in Brantford tonight. We got you in Milton tomorrow. And then uh, next week you're in Guelph. There's a lot of dates on this tour. Yeah, there really are, man. We don't, we don't get a lot of downtime. And then we leave this one, and then we head out on the road with Tim and Tebe. Um, Tim Hicks and Tebe. We're going to, from the uh, 18th, basically right to the 1st of, uh, 1st of December or the day before. I can't remember, but it's, it's, it's going to be a great month, but it's going to be uh, a haul for sure. Yeah, I can't believe the pressure you're putting on yourself. So you did summer touring season. You got a record together during that time. You got the record out. Now you're out uh, on this tour with Dean. You're going out with Tim and Tebe for the Western Canada dates, and then you're talking about something else in the works. Do you sleep? Like, what's the, what's the scoop here? Uh, well, man, you know, uh, luckily, luckily the Ontario leg of this tour, we get a, a few hours every night of sleep and, uh, just trying to stay healthy. You know, it has taken a toll on my voice, but, uh, that's just part of the business, right? It's like, you just, you just stay healthy other than radio interviews and, and singing on stage. I'm basically a mute all day, every day. So that's got to make it hard to travel with you. What's the, what's the rest of the band? Yeah, or? I'm, I'm sure my guitar player is. Is over the miming and the signing, but you know that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you rest those vocal chops because I want you on a point for Brantford tonight, man. Knock them dead, and uh, thanks for taking the time with us on the show. I'll hook up with you uh, for a full chat about Kane, but I just wanted to tell you today that it's it's fantastic. It's on the daily spin list at my house, and uh, and keep it up, man, because we're really impressed with where you're going here. Thanks so much, brother. Chris Young, you were fantastic on the Losing Sleep World Tour when you came to Budweiser Gardens with Dan and Shay, Morgan Evans, and DJ Silver. And uh, Kyle actually got the chance to meet Chris Young backstage, and they had a bit of a conversation about the Grand Old Opry. And I want to go back to, it was just over a year ago now, and I remember talking about this the next day on our show. You were in Nashville performing at the Grand Old Opry, and you come on, and afterwards, Vance Gale comes up on stage, and... He's talking and he's just got everybody in suspense and tells you that you're going to be the newest member of the Grand Old Opry. Can it you was rambling? Can let's you be honest? Like he, <laughs> he was, they they looked at him before he went out, and I found out all this later. But <laughs> they looked at him and said, "So what's the cue?" And he goes, "I don't know. I'll figure it out." Yeah, and that's just who he is. Um, but, what was the emotion of of figuring that out? I mean, it was incredible. I mean, there's there's nothing else I can say about that other than it was just a super special night, and I was so glad that they. One, asked him to be the person to ask me to yeah. join Avery, but two, that he wanted to do it. Because, you know, that's another guy that you talk about people you look up to. You can tell he wanted to do it, too. He was, he was my first concert that I remember going to. Are you serious? Yeah. So my mom won tickets on the radio <laughs> and uh, and got a chance to, to go see Vince Gill in concert. So it was really special. We got to get to this week's bloopers. I'm sure there's a few of them, especially because of that dog. Let's hear him now. All right, welcome back to the con... <laughs> There's a puppy in the studio and I don't know what we're doing anymore.
Hi, my name is Matt Weaver, and we were recording an excellent news program about country music. And now, Kyle has brought a dog into my studio, and producer Eric has completely lost his control over the board, and I don't even know what's happening. Are we recording? Are we not? Hello, there's a puppy in my studio, and I don't know what's happening. I don't know. All right, I have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> the Country 104 Weekly Roundup. Find all things country at country104.com.